This is Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And we are live here in the Heineken MVP Club. Yeah. Following the opener of this season, DC United versus the Colorado Rapids, it was a 2-1 loss for the black and red. And we're going to break the whole thing down here. we got a big crowd today to kick off this season. We're all excited to be here. MLS is back. My name's John Lee, and we're going to break you through the whole game here. Coming up later in the show, we've got Devin McTavish as our guest coming on later. But for now, Joshua Morgan, Sam Kastner, what are our thoughts on the opener? I'm just honestly disappointed that we didn't – I didn't hear the anthem. That new anthem by Hans Zimmer that they spent <laughs> probably millions on, I, I, I didn't hear it. It didn't get me hyped up. I listened to it all week in preparation for this season, and, and I, it wasn't pumping through the stadium. I was ready for it. Yeah, I think a lot of people were really afraid of change. You know, the old anthem is something that a lot of people really identified with, and I was so excited for the new one. A lot of people – we're a little bit critical, again, afraid of change. I thought that that hit differently in the stadium. And I don't know if we just couldn't hear it because the supporter section was so loud. Everyone was so excited. But I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, but, you know, but outside of the anthem, we we, we have to take the bullet. We have to talk about the game. This Do was we? a home loss. <laughs> I, I'll just own it. This was a home loss to Colorado, a team that's not that good. You know, hopefully throughout the season, you know, maybe they get better. But, boy, we needed three points here to start the season. I'll start off with the caveat that Colorado finished the last part of last season on fire. They were probably one of the best teams in the Western Conference, which is almost always better than the Eastern Conference. They were probably one of the best teams in the Western Conference at the end. And so I was a little bit skeptical. I thought, you know, the tried traditions, DC United is always a playoff team. Colorado are always, always outside of that bubble. I thought that would prevail and DC United would get this win. But apparently not. I, th- I didn't have this take coming into the game either, but looking at the players on the field, I think that a lot of our key players are new signings. So you could see that they had such great ideas and they really wanted to connect with one another, but they just, it wasn't there. You could tell that it was the first game of the season. And I don't know why that didn't occur to me beforehand, but there's so much to build off of. And that's what I'm positively taking from this game. Yeah, you know, I was immediately reminded that this was a season opener. I, I-, I recognized that my pregame predictions had a 3-1 win and, and I realized at halftime that there are not going to be that many goals scored. <laughs> There's just no way but both teams were rusty. There's no doubt. I mean I think the field played fine. It's just we we have not played that many games this year and, and nor has Colorado and so it was a 2-1 loss. A late goal by Jonathan Lewis uh, for the Rapids which is a dagger for the home crowd. You know this, this very much could have been uh, a 1-1 draw if not a win going forward but this is what this is how we're kicking off the season it, it, it's a loss and, and i hope hopefully that is uh that, that's a tough taste the, yeah. the, the first half was really entertaining i felt like dc united was always on the front foot they were combining i mean it was so fun. look it's so much fun to watch these new players <laughs> julian gressel edison flores I would even count Ola Kamara as a, as a newish player. Watching them combine and flick on and move and press and play with each other was something I, th- I don't think I've seen from DC United since since Wayne and Lucho hooked up. Like I, I that that team chemistry was not there. I know Sam has strong feelings about this. Okay, I have very strong feelings about this because you start off the match and granted we didn't know exactly what minute it was, but the team was defending as a team, and that's something I haven't seen in so long. You'd have one player go in for that first tackle, and maybe they didn't win it, but there were two or three DC United players right behind them ready to get that second tackle, and that's how we had so much of our attack in the first half, and I'm also just floored that we have a true number nine to root for this season in Kamara. Like, 
listen, I love Wayne Rooney. He did a lot of great things for DC United, but towards the end of last season, he was playing as a defensive midfielder, and we just didn't have a forward on the field, and it was so frustrating for me to watch. But you bring in those people like Gressel, and you bring Assad back who are able to send those balls long or send those crosses in, and Kamara was always there, not only in our offensive play, but also even defensively when we were clearing the ball. He was there to hold up the Colorado defense from just shoving it right back down our throats, and that was so much fun to watch for me. Kamara, like you mentioned, he actually combined with Gressel in the first half. In the first half, we thought we had our first goal. Beer was thrown into the air. Gressel uh, whips in across Kamara, heads it in, but it's ruled offsides after a little bit. I was already celebrating. My, I mean, if you listen to the first episode, Gressel is my guy, and those crosses came in almost all night, and and unfortunately, not when it counted. But I will say in the second half, he got one that counted. He comes on, uh, on a quarter kick into Russell Canals, of all people, who heads it down and into the goal. How about that? Yeah, 28th minute, that, that, that's a tough goal. Root off sides. And, of course, with us in the stadium, it's, it's always hard. We, we don't get a good replay there to, to see. But... Twitter confirmed that, in fact, uh, there was an offsides in the play, so, that, so that's good. 0-0 zero, zero at halftime, but but heading into the second half, um, you're right, Joshua, the first goal, um, well, it was a thing of beauty, and, and, and perhaps I'm a bit biased. That's the first goal of the season, but but Russell Canals, who had money right on back, Russell Canals? Right back, right, right back. <laughs> scoring the first goal of the Major League Soccer season in 2020. Yeah, I mean, and it's a testament to the work he's willing to put in. You know, he's a... Di- He's a defensive midfielder through and through, I think. He's a true destroyer. And the fact that he's been willing and able to make that transition for Ben Olsen to play on the right right back spot. And I can't say that he was, like, always forward throughout this game, but he was definitely defensively stout and gave his team pretty, pretty – I mean – Unfortunately, not enough solidity at the back, but he gave this team a lot of solidity at the back. Listen, we don't need to get there yet, but I will say you called me out in our little preview match or our preview episode for saying that I don't have a like, favorite key player to watch because I just want the team to work as a team, and that's kind of what you saw in this game. You expected it to be Gressel. I'll, I'll give you that. You were right. Yeah. This team played as a team today. I, I was in the – in the 85th minute, I was struggling to figure out who my man in the match would be, and we'll get we'll get to that later when we all award our man in the match. Uh, but but yeah, it, they played as a team today. They were a collective group, and I, uh, some players shined in specific moments. But also, I feel like that was like all the way across the board. Uh, you know, Gressel had his moments. Mora had his moments. Mora had a lot of moments. Uh, Canals had his moments. Kamara had his moments. Edison made it. I think that was a solid debut for him. It, it was good. It was a good collective effort. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for me to look back at this game as a loss because I, I truly think this team played so well. You know, at halftime, it felt like we should have had the lead. It felt like a team that we didn't see much of last year. I mean, we were constantly looking for some magic by Wayne or Lucho last year, but this, this team looked good for yeah, so much of the game, and... It's <laughs> it wasn't the team of last year, and I think that's what you're getting at, and that's what I kind of realized watching the game, as I mentioned, is that all of our key players are not players that we had last season. So last season, you know, we really wanted Wayne to just come up with that really big free kick, or we really wanted Acosta to, like, magically be subbed onto the field and to show his magic. But, I mean, this game, we have so many big-name players that we are so excited to watch throughout the season, and I saw those moments of brilliance, but you could just see those, like, split seconds of disconnect that one person had an idea and another person was just a second behind them and I think that this is I mean it's hard and we were all standing together in the stands and 
at the first half, we were saying, this podcast is going to be great. We're going to be so positive. And then we scored, and we were like, yeah. And then they scored one goal, and we were like, all right, it's still okay. And then they scored again, and we were like, I okay, that I mean, that was unfortunate. But at the end of the day, I still come out of this game feeling really positive that we have so much to build off of. We got to get to it, though. So, so this game did not end one nothing. Um, it certainly did not. Uh, so any MLS fan, tell me if you've heard this before. Cross comes into the box, Kai Kamara heads it down. I think it's probably happened a hundred times in MLS. At least, and I don't know how. Uh, he's he's a proven goal scorer, and it's hard to stop for ninety minutes. But that's the, a team with Kai Kamara is going to play that game plan. They're going to try to whip crosses in and get it in Kai Kamara's head because he's just physically a better striker than most people in this league. And, and, and that's what happened in the 67th minute. A cross comes in from wide. I, I don't know who it was. But Kai Kamara is definitely the one that it ended up on. And he heads it down into the goal. Bill could not do nothing about it. He thought it was going It was wide open in yeah. the middle uh, of the box. It, it, lo- it, it felt like he was completely unmarked. I mean, it, just seeing the goal come in, it's like, well, yeah, that's a goal. Let's just light it up. <laughs> I think that we have the opportunities for those, though. And, Joshua, you said this. Like, Gressel, the whole game was looking up and just sending those balls in and sending those balls in. There were a few of them who were like, Kamara is not the type of player. He's not Joseph Olaf, Martinez. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Olaf Kamara. He, he's to not specify Joseph in Martinez. this game. <laughs> Got to eat your Kamara straight. I'm only talking about DC United here. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it seemed like, I mean, kind of going back to your point is that this team is a lot of new people. So it seemed like Julian Gressel, while an outstanding player, I will stand that the entire season, an outstanding player, he was expecting Joseph Martinez runs from Olaf Kamara. And, and they're completely different strikers. Joseph Martinez will try to get in behind, and, and he'll be on that ball that you didn't even look up and see if he was running on. Ola Kamara, though, you got to play the ball to him. And, and, and neither is worse or better, I don't think. I think you just have to know that that's what you're getting from them and then play to that. So I feel like Julian whipped in some crosses that a striker running in behind would have been on, and, and Ola is not on the same page. So maybe, maybe in a couple weeks we started to see that, that connection a little bit better. Uh, they connected, or, or I mean, they, they played well today, but uh, I'd like to see that connection a little bit better. Again, though, like we lost the ball in the connection, but then we were right there in their, you know, their final third or the middle half of the field, and we were defending right there. I think in 2018 or 2019, we were defending in our defensive third, so it was really promising that we were really pushing high and working as a team to keep the ball up there. Yeah, I, you know, I'm still recovering a little bit here. Uh, it cer- <laughs> certainly felt like it should have been at least one point for the black and red, if not three. Well, um, it, we will. It, it looked like it was going to be one point for a while, and then Jonathan Lewis comes on the 85th minute. It's, it's a last-minute substitution. And, and I, I literally said to Sam as we were watching this game in the supporters section, I was like, hey, Colorado are passing the ball around a lot right now. This is dangerous. And, and they weren't even, like, looking to take a shot. They were just moving the ball very, very well. It felt like they had possession the entire second half. I mean, at, at least yeah. that, like, last seven minutes, it looked like they were the ones going for the points. And, and, and they did. And then and they got it. Uh, Jonathan Lewis scores in the 92nd minute to close out the game, basically. I think we were looking for some points. I think it was just one, though. Like, we were definitely, I think, waiting. You can't do that at home, right? I I agree. MLS is dominated by home wins. It's like something like 75% or something like that. You can't just be playing for one point at home, especially against Colorado, who are historically a bottom the West team. Completely well, agree, especially against a home. A yeah, home and, home. and that's how I felt. You know, as soon as the as soon as the Kamara goal went in for Colorado, is like this could be trouble. We we can't afford to give up three points here at home, let alone two. And and of course, you know, late late goal 
uh, does end it. So, so here's what we'll do. We'll send it to break. Uh, we'll come back. We've got we've got some quotes uh, from Benelson after the match. We'll we'll talk a little bit about our man in the match. We'll recap our Major League Soccer and other soccer uh, highlights from this week. And after that, we'll bring on Devin McTavish. He's our guest this week, and we'll talk to him shortly here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than two minutes. Can't listen to us live on YouTube? Fine. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or Pocket Cast the morning after the match. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 90 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU, or text us at 202-892-6328. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds. Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU or email us at TriedAndTrueDCU at gmail.com. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 30 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. This is Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We're live from the Heineken MVP Club here at Audi Field, recapping tonight's 2-1 to one loss for the Black and Red against the Colorado Rapids. And, um, well, guys, we, we, <laughs> we've got to get to quotes <laughs> from the team after the match because there's not a whole lot more to be said. This is, this is, a, tough, this is a tough loss to open the season. You can't be happy with this, right? This is... This is anyone who's watching MLS knows that DC United should be better than Colorado anytime. You can be hopeful, though. I think that you can be hopeful. <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what the team had to say. It wasn't since you last season. Like, you can be hopeful. Boy, that is a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after the match, you know, DC United only used one sub tonight. That was Yamil Assad coming on. And Ben Olsen was asked after the match um, why we ended the game with two unused subs, and he said that you know most of that decision had to do with the height of his bench and the group's inability to defend on, on set pieces. Your thoughts? I, I mean, that's literally the play, playbook of Colorado. I don't know how you don't plan for that. But Donovan Pines can defend set pieces. My man is like 6'3", 6'4". Put him on Kamara the entire night. He, he is still hurt, though. I, I would take... 
him over, I think we had Felipe marking Kai Kamara on that goal. I would take Donovan Pines on one leg over Felipe. Joshua wants him out the stands right now. He was not in the 18. He's like, I don't even care. Put on a penny, and I want you out on that field. It's, <laughs> it, it's tough to think that Felipe was marking Kai Kamara there. <laughs> he was at least three foot above the defender that was marking him on that goal. Uh, but, I, I mean, yeah, it's the beginning of the season. DC United didn't really come into this offseason with a, a lot of gusto. You know, we, we signed Julian Gressel literally at the at the break, like at the beginning of the preseason. So he had to take a flight from Atlanta that night to make the, the beginning of preseason. Then we, Flores had visa issues the whole time. Um, we are working on signing another player for Rico Higuain, who should be a big impact player off the bench. So, yeah, the bench is pretty pretty low right now. We just have... What, uh, I don't even know who was on the bench. Do you know, John? Um, I, I, I can certainly pull it up here. I, I know that um, r- right before the game, we, we did have another striker uh, available. Yeah, we signed Eric Sorga, Eric Sorga <laughs> from Loudon 13 minutes before the uh, uh, the lineups were released. It looks like we had Chris Odietzum, Fisher, Boateng, Paredes, and Seitz on the bench. None of those people can mark Kai Kairama. Also, no. those are all defensive players though right like that's kind of shocking to me yeah i mean i mean you can't argue that we don't have any or i mean i guess it's a different argument if you're saying that we have no defensive players but literally our entire bench is full of defensive players i wouldn't put any of those players against kai kamara i i just wouldn't i would trust burbaum and and i wouldn't give them props you know they they we unfortunately ended up letting two goals in but brillant continued his run of form from last season he was there were shouts in the supporter section last year that that Brillant was the MVP of the team because he was having a career year almost at 34 years old. He's 35 now, and he came out tonight and he balled out. I'll, it. Give him, I'll, I'll give him that. Burnbaum didn't look bad at all. I, the goals just came from the, these these set piece plays that Colorado had. Well, I go ahead, Sam. I, I would also just like to pivot and say that like Assad came in, and I said beforehand like there is there was no way that Assad wasn't coming in, and I just think that's. I mean, he sat for a year and he wasn't playing soccer, and I think that a lot of fans were really, you know, excited to have him back, but hesitant about what that might look like. Um, but it was exciting to have him back in the black and red, and I think that again is just things that we can build off. It's only the first game. I think it's so disappointing that we didn't get any points out of today, but it is again only the first game. It's MLS. For me, it's the lesser two of two evils. I joke in the supporter section that. Ulysses Segura is a rugby player playing soccer because he is an athlete. I'll give him that. He's an athlete. He's just, like, missing that last, like, that touch in the ball. Uh, he's a, a hardworking player, and you got to love him for that. He's a Ben Olsen type of player. And then Assad is is that flair that, that, that maybe Segura is missing, but he's coming off an injury and a year and a half of not playing. So I, I, I don't know what you – I'll back Ben here. I don't know what subs he would have made out of those options. I don't think any of those guys are marking Kai Kamara or making a difference in the last few minutes. So I was about to ask, would you have kept Flores on? Or, like, who would you have subbed Assad on for? Uh, Assad came on for uh, Flores, I guess, who, I mean, like I said, he had visa issues. I, I don't, I don't think know if that precludes him for minutes, though. I mean, it was an interesting sub choice. He, he's not training with the team, though, so I don't feel like he's, like, fully – fully enveloped in the fitness of the team and the flow of the team. So I understand that. I, I, I think he made the right choices with the subs. I, I wouldn't have brought anyone else on, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and we love your thoughts. You know, for those of you guys listening on YouTube Live here or following us uh, on Twitter, Instagram at Tried and True DCU, you guys can join the show uh, using the hashtag Tried and True DCU or texting the show at 202 
802-892-6328. That's 202-892-6DCU. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And, and we do have a, an early tweet from the Lyndon Gooch fan account, which is an awesome name. Um, <laughs> DCU were bad. That's the tweet. <laughs> and I can't, I can't really disagree with that. I do disagree with that. I absolutely disagree Sam, we with lost. That. I, I, we did lose, but it's again, it's not like we were Cincy playing a man up and unable to score in 48 minutes or whatever that was. Like, we had. It so feels many. like your reasoning. <laughs> well, I feel like my argument for this was how many minutes of this game were we losing? Were, were we losing for two minutes where they scored two goals? Or were we losing for a majority of the match? And I think we were winning for a majority of the match. The balls just didn't end up in the net because we have a new group back. Yeah, and I think it's really easy to get in that, like, English soccer mindset. Yeah, everything of, is terrible. Like, every game matters. Like, every game matters in MLS. But at, at the end of the day, like, you can absolutely be a team that doesn't hit your stride until the middle or the end of the season. And then you make it to the playoffs and you win the cup. And I, don't, I, I fully see DC United hitting our stride before then. But at the very first game of the season, what I saw was very promising. Am I super disappointed that we didn't get those three points at our home opener? Absolutely. But I'm just you have to be positive. This is not going to be our entire season. You saw that it wasn't going to be our entire season. So I completely disagree that DC United was just flat bad today. For sure. I think they showed a lot of signs of promise. But but it is interesting as both of you are new English soccer fans. <laughs> I, I appreciate the optimism that you bring to this show that the rest of us are just, you know, decidedly pessimistic I'm about every team. I'm trying to hang team. over here. Okay, I finally have an English team. I'm trying to hang. To kind of jump to another fan question, we had a – I'm going to guess this is a former friend of ours who moved out to Colorado who is just trying to – say that Colorado is better than D.C. because they won today, and he's just flat-out wrong. I mean, <laughs> you don't have anything. You don't have the monuments, the bins, chili smokes. Like, what, <laughs> what, what, is, what, do you, what do you have out in Colorado? Now it's the battle of the cities. <laughs> <laughs> They've got coldness and air that you can't breathe through. So, listen, we, we have to award a man of the match here before we bring on our guest. So, uh, Joshua, I'll start with you. Who is your man of the match for oh. today? Oh my gosh! I gave Sam so much garbage last time we were on the, on this podcast for not picking a specific person, but really it was the team today. I'll, I'll give you a person just just out of concept. Um, I'm gonna go with my guy Julian Russell. It was so fun to watch a midfielder who could be a part of the defense, be a part of the attack, whipping crosses and, and combine with the striker. And I really, really do believe that once he and Kamara get on the same page, that they'll score buckets full of goals. I mean. We didn't, we didn't see one today. We, we, we thought we did until offsides brought it back. But I think we will see, man, I, I think we will see at least 10 Gressel to Kamara goals this season. That's an oddly specific position, but I'll back it 100%. I, I hope we see it. All right. Sam, your thoughts? I think that our man of the match was just the number nine position. Like, it has been <laughs> a really long Not time. Not Kamara specifically, no, but I his mean, role listen, in the team. No, Kamara played a really good game. I think, obviously, like, he could have played a better game. And, again, I've said on and on again that we have, um, you know, you could see that there was some connections that just weren't quite there, and they will be there for, throughout the rest of the season. But it's been so long since UC United has had a true number nine. Or, you know, way back in the day, we used to play with two forwards, and then we kind of switched to one forward. But we never really had that, like – Josie Altador type player who could really play that holding forward and hold up the play and you know really um, just stop play as we're trying to get our defensive shape or as we're trying to get back into position and 
it's so, so rewarding to be able to see Kamara play that role, and I'm so excited to watch him play that role. And Russell was able to send him balls in, and he was able to make those runs in the box, and he was able to hold up play. Even if he wasn't winning the ball, he was kind of holding up Colorado from really playing the ball down the field. Um, so really, Kamara, but mostly the number nine position is my man of match today. Yeah, one of the things I'm most interested to see this year, and for those of you guys who listened to our first episode of this season, is will Sam actually make a decision? <laughs> Very unwilling to commit there as she was in, in the first episode of the season. Right. For, for me, Joseph Mora plays a critical role for this team. He right? had some good plays. I'll give you that. He did, you know, especially in the first half. And I'm choosing, potentially a little bit biased, I'm choosing to just black out the second half because it was not great. You mean when he conceded two goals? I, Yes, that. <laughs> um, he, he was not great in the second half, but I, but I do think Joseph Moore plays a critical role for this team, and I expect him to have a great season this year in MLS. So what do you all think of D.C. United's shout? D.C. United made Russell Knauss man of the match. No, I, th- I think they brought Julian Gressel over to the, to the stand. I thought they announced The, the announcement Knauss, was no? definitely Russell Knauss, but the recipient of the guitar was definitely Julian Gressel. So. Yeah, mixed back from the team itself. So, uh <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to stand with myself and then uh, Julian Gressel was the man of the match from the team and from Joshua Morgan. You heard it here. So for those of you not here, <laughs> Joshua Morgan is one of the three people in Audi Field who already have the new jersey with Julian Gressel. How can you not? He's the best player in the league. It only cost him $1 million. <laughs> Taking a look at the rest of Major League Soccer today, currently at halftime, the Montreal Impact and New England Revolution are tied at 1-1 and currently underway in Houston, the Dynamo Galaxy are knotted at zero. Any thoughts on the early games? I'm super pumped not for the early games but for the first game in Nashville I I've heard that there's like 50 something thousand people coming into that game and you always love that this league is constantly growing I know some people aren't a super fan of this like rapid expansion that we're getting but it's always fun when a new team and a new city starts off and and I can't wait for them to get wrecked by Atlanta honestly yeah I'd say I'm also looking forward to the San Jose Toronto game San Jose was on such a high at the end of last season they missed the playoff by like just that much so I'm excited to see them play and then I'm also excited to see all the teams who are currently in CCL play you know I'm excited to see what they do at the beginning yeah, part they of their try? MLS Seattle season. Seattle got knocked out. Exactly. So they... Like I literally just said, MLS, you don't have to be a beginning of the season team to really make that run towards the end. So they can absolutely play a lot of second string players and not put a whole lot of effort into the beginning part of this season and go win CCL and then come back and completely dominate in MLS. So I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of good games coming up this weekend. Um, that's tonight, Nashville at home, opening it up in front of 50 or 60,000 fans in uh, in Nashville against Atlanta United on Fox. Um, the super late game tonight is uh, Sporting Kansas City away to Vancouver. And tomorrow there are several good games across the league. Uh, New York City FC away to Columbus. FC Cincinnati away to the Red Bulls. Chicago away to the Sounders. Inter-Miami opening up their quest uh, as an MLS expansion team, uh, potentially a team that will be known as Outer Miami because, you know, they're obviously not going to be allowed to keep. Port Lauderdale until I die, right? (laughs) (laughs) Some some lawsuits impending there uh, away to LAFC. And and the nightcap tomorrow is Minnesota away to Portland. So we've got a lot of uh, good content coming up. We're going to bring Devin McTavish on here in just a few minutes. So if you've got questions for him, uh, please tweet at us at TridentTrueDCU or using the hashtag tried and true DCU. And we'll be right back here after the commercial break. This is Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Yes. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than two minutes. Can't listen to us live on YouTube? 
Find Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or Pocket Cast the morning after the match. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 90 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU, or text us at 202-892-6328. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds. Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU or email us at TriedAndTrueDCU at gmail.com. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 30 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at TriedAndTrueDCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at TriedAndTrueDCU. I don't know, just go down the list. This is Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken Live from the Heineken MVP Club here at Audi Field. And as the crowd is trickling out, we're still talking about DC United's 2-1 loss to the Colorado Rapids today. But the good news is we've got a special guest. It's Devin McTavish. And uh, Sam, let's talk a little bit about Devin before we bring him on. Oh, I'm so excited to introduce Devin McTavish. Basically needs no introduction, but for those of you um, who may be a little bit new to DC United, I will say that he did play for the team from 2006 to 2011. He was defender number 18. He actually was born and raised in Virginia. Um, And after retiring from playing soccer, he started announcing for the team, which is super exciting. So I think we'll start with right there. You were announcing today. So how did the game go? to you what do you think well first of all thank you for having me the fact that you guys are doing this right after the game is 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 brilliant and this is what an environment here in the heineken club so uh i'm honored to be am i the first guest too you You are are. i am the first guest i'm lucky number one to be here thank you yeah be etched in stone then um yes so former player now announcing next to the legend uh dave johnson so I guess initial thoughts on the game besides it being freezing cold <laughs> uh, was the fact that it, it looked like the last preseason game uh, of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a team that both sides really that, uh, you know, an influx of players for DC United. Um, you can see they have talent. You can see they have structure. You can tell that it wasn't their best day uh, on, the, on the ball at their feet. The quality simply wasn't there. Um, but I think some positives to take from it. We'll lean on the positives at the moment is their structure. I think from back to front overall, um, the ability to press Colorado, who wanted to play out of the back, was was very good at times. And you don't often see that with, again, new players on the field and new positions. Um, 
you don't see that being too successful. And they turned over Colorado in some good spots. Uh, the quality just wasn't there to take advantage of it. And, um, you know, you can see as the game continued to go on, Colorado was a lot more comfortable with the ball at their feet. Uh, can seem to be a little more fit, too, which can, you know, yeah. they play at altitude. So I know they haven't been there for the past three or four weeks, um, but they have been there you know, for the past week, 10 days or so, preparing for this game. So um, I think the legs uh, and the minds got a little tired for D.C. United and wasn't enough for them in the end to uh, even get a point out of the game. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a really tough late goal, and, and, and that's the thing that really takes the momentum out of the crowd. But looking long-term at the season, we definitely thought, you know, from the first portion of the show that the D.C. United showed a lot of good things. I mean, it, it feels like this team has the pieces needed to make a good run. I mean, what were your thoughts from the booth? I think, I think you're exactly right. I think they have uh, some very talented uh, pieces that are going to fit the system that Olsen and his staff have implemented for 2020. Um, this isn't a team that's going to sit in a 35-yard low block like we saw last year throughout 2019. This is a team that I think is going to, again, turn over some, some teams, especially here at Audi Field, in some bad positions and with one or two passes um, be able to uh, put the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, Edison Flores is a player you can see his quality. Um, I don't think he felt as comfortable as maybe all the fans were hoping for on his first game. Um, it's going to take some time to get obviously used to playing in a new country, in a new league, new teammates, that sort of thing. Um, so I, I imagine he's going to shoulder a bit more responsibility. As the season progresses, probably wants the ball a little bit more than he had seen it today. Uh, Julian Gressel, though, came in and he showed why everyone in the league thinks he's one of the best players. Um, could be a, best, a top, you know, best 11 player in MLS. I mean, it was in a little different role for him, kind of more of a central midfielder than just hanging out on the flank, but you still saw his quality and service. Um, Ola Kamara, I know you guys have been talking about him a lot, held the ball up well. I don't think him and Gressel at times were necessarily on the same page, but that is going to come with more uh, repetitions, more games. Um, so I think you're exactly right. I think this team is going to be far better come August than what we saw here on February 29th. Um, and be given the quality uh, of players that they brought in, and again, just kind of the style of play and the structure they have. So, so you mentioned like three or four of the top players that we we've talked about so far. Which player are you? Do you think is the most exciting for DC United fans? Uh, do you think Gressel f fills into that role better, or do you think Flores finds himself, or Kamara just starts bagging goals left and right? Well, I think a lot of it stems from Gressel. To be honest with you, I think Edison Flores is going to take a little bit of time to get settled. Um, and, I mean, he's an international quality player, so he's going to showcase the quality that he has, whether through individual um, skill and breaking through the defense um, and just providing a wonder goal to, you know, setting up Kamara. But I think for D.C. United, Gressel has to be a top player in top form that he has showcased he can be over the last three years um, because when Gressel is performing at a high level and providing good service and Kamara's sitting in the back of the net, Kamara's going to get it even better. He's a striker who relies on service. He's a striker who relies on confidence. Um, so if Gressel is able to provide service to him, he's going to get enough repetitions in the box to find the back of the net because we know he only needs a few chances to right. score. Right, and I think that's how this team is set up. It's set up to play through, not, not necessarily Gressel, but through that midfield, and then those, those players with flair or uh, finishing ability will play off of him. And, and the more the uh, chances that he produces, the, the more chances that right. they'll have. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you try to shut down Gressel. I mean, he can hit you from a 45-yard ball to you can get to the end line, and that just creates space for um, you know players like Edison Flores. And then Yamil Assad, who was able to get back out on the field today for 
for DC United. He's been, you know, essentially out of the game for 12 months, um, not really getting any playing time. So it's going to take him some time to get, uh, you know, acclimated again to a new set of guys and just playing 90 minutes every weekend. So, um, you know, he, he's a player who thrives on pressing. The system is going to be is going to really work to how his style of play is and also um, being able to have some quality players around he can combine with. All right, so let's take a step back. As I mentioned, you did play for DC United, so you have that experience of being in the locker room and what it feels like. So what is it like coming off a game like today in which we definitely could have beat this Colorado team and you're looking forward to Miami, who is an expansion team, and then after that you're going – Miami is home, and then after that you're going away to Cincinnati, who had – you know, one of the worst seasons in MLS Conceded history. the most goals in league history. Exactly. Right so what is it like in the locker room having this disappointing loss, but kind of knowing that you can rally the troops and keep going? Well, I, you know, I remember playing actually against Colorado in the opening game of the year. And the first thing, and it was a loss. And the first thing we did was just jump in a hot shower because it was miserable. <laughs> it was 22 degrees uh, and windy and cold. So, um, they're going to look at the film, obviously. They're going to, uh, you know, figure out what happened. A lot of, I think, of the downfall of today's match was, one, fitness, and two, just quality on the ball. And those are things that um, aren't as concerning as a player, where you believe in the system, you can believe in the structure that, you know, the, the staff has set up for you. If you don't think that is going to be uh, – if you don't think it's going to – that sort of structure that's set for you is going to – allow you to be successful, um, then you're going to lose a little bit of faith. But I don't think any player in the locker room for DC United has that. I think they are all bought into the system and the style of play that Olsen and staff have implemented um, this year. So the little things in terms of you know being cleaner on the ball, taking opportunities better, are things that you know are going to get better as you continue to play throughout the year. So I, they will quickly brush us off, no doubt be frustrated. Um, but I think two good games in front of them to get right back in the saddle, right, with Inter-Miami coming in, or I'll just call them Miami. I don't know how. <laughs> so, um, a- anything could change there. Anything could change, <laughs> yeah, day by day. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things that right back onto it. Um, you know, I think Miami will see against when they play LAFC uh, tomorrow, right? I think yeah, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. So. Uh, we have no idea what they're really going to look like. So I don't right. think we were trying to preview team. this game, and right. we had yeah, no idea. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Maybe wear pink jerseys. So <laughs> uh, I think it's a. They appear to be a beautiful team at the moment, um, and and so does Cincinnati. Which again, with Cincinnati and, and the turmoil that's been there at the club over the past twelve months or so, um, you need to take advantage of playing these two teams. So, so, Devin, we do have a couple uh, questions from our listeners right now. And if you're listening right now and you do have questions, please tweet at us using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU or tweet at us at TriedAndTrueDCU. But the first question is from Ali Pardo at Ali Pardo on Twitter. After struggling in front of the home crowd, um, are, are we a bit concerned about Miami that has so much to prove as an expansion team? I think it's always a concern when you drop points at home, um, especially being up one nothing. I mean, there's there's no doubt that that is going to be a talking point throughout the week. Um, in terms of Miami, there's always something to be concerned about with every MLS team. Again, we don't know a whole lot about them, so I imagine most of the conversation this week will be simply about refining um, you know, the mistakes that they made this week. So it'll probably be focused solely in-house, only on the players um, of DC United rather than you know, kind of the club of, of Inter-Miami. So um, again, always concerned with losing at home, and I imagine they're going to quickly correct the ship 
Yeah, you know, there's a question from our friends at the uh, RFK Refugees podcast, um, basically saying, you know, hey, it's kind of crazy. We're we're still in a situation where we don't have three players that you know it, it seems like Olsen trusts to come off the bench to start the season. Is that the case, or is it just is it early and and we're still trying to figure out exactly the eleven we need on on the field to to make an impact? You know, I, that's a good question for. Obviously, Ben, I mean, <laughs> he's going to say he trusts every player he has um, on the bench and the squad. Um, but I, I don't I think it does highlight kind of the um, it, I think especially with Ariola going out, it's a little thin right now. The team's a little thin right now. Um, and so the players in the starting 11 really need to be productive because there aren't a whole lot of players to lean on um, coming off the bench at the moment. Now that can change on a weekly basis, uh, on a monthly basis as season continues to progress. But. Um, you know, I, I think it's a good shout out for early on in the season. So, so final questions uh, from us, Joshua, Sam. Do you have anything else for for, for Devin for tonight? Yeah, I don't think so. I'll go ahead and ask. Uh, have you been, <laughs> have you been working on that Dave Johnson call? It's in the net. Are, are you ready to take the helm or? or no, Does he, he teach is, it, pass it on to you? No, it's, it's copyrighted, so <laughs> <laughs> anyone else that ever says it gets charged. They he hasn't trained else, you at all. So <laughs> not, not even. no sort of training to go along with that, and it's so instinctual for him. So are you coming up no with your own? No one else can root. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work Color on, commentator I, for I, life. Yeah, I work on far less talent than Dave Johnson, so um, I just react in the moment and um, let him – I focus on letting him talk. <laughs> that's, that's my role. I'll let Dave talk and then uh, just chime in if he runs out of words. Well, I think that's selling yourself a little bit short. But thank you so much for joining us um, here at Tried and True, the DC United Postgame podcast. And hopefully we'll see you, um, you know, at other home games, being able to travel to away games. Um, but we really appreciate you coming out for yeah, this, I, I, our first thank, guest. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Congrats on the podcast. Keep it up. And, uh, you know, things will get better here at Audi Field. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. It can, it can only go up from here, really. <laughs> <laughs> a, a tough start to the season. Um, but we thank you so much, Devin, for coming on. Uh, Sam and Joshua, let's tell our listeners where they can find us throughout the throughout the week yeah so you can find us at um tried and true is our podcast name um so you can find us at tried and true dcu on both twitter and instagram that's tried and true dcu you can also email us at tried and true dcu at gmail.com that's if you have any thoughts kind of between games anything you want us to cover um, any suggestions you may have um, obviously, for those of you listening on YouTube Live, thank you very much. We're tried and true at DCU. And then if you happen to miss us on YouTube Live, you can always, or if you just want to kind of re-listen to anything that we've said or anything that Devin might have said, you can find us on all of the, what is it, podcatchers? Podcatchers. Podcatchers. I don't the think things that's a like word. Things that catch podcasts, all right? I will say it's a we, podcatcher. We throw them up and they catch them. Podcatchers. <laughs> So we are on all of those. We're on Apple. We're on um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. If there's something that you listen to and you don't think that we're on it, go ahead and email us at tridandtruedcu at gmail.com or tweet us or send us a message on Instagram or whatever. We're trying to get on all the podcatchers. I think we've caught them all, but let well us done. know if we haven't. Yep, <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> Well, we're super excited. Next week, uh, we are here against Inner Miami FC. I think I'm still allowed to say that until the, the copyright goes away. Uh, thoughts on next week's game? Like Devin said, we, we have no idea what's going to happen next week. We, do, we haven't seen them play. We, we will later this weekend. But, like, 
<laughs> right now, I have no idea. I, I think DC United will beat them. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I certainly hope so. I'm literally always positive that DC United will beat anyone. Um, I think they'll still probably trying to struggle to be able to figure out what they are doing. Um, I think it'll be interesting. It's a little hard because we really opened the MLS season, so they play tomorrow. Um, so we haven't really seen what they've been able to do. I wasn't able to really follow or catch any of their preseason games. We might have a little bit more of an idea um, come next week. But, I mean, I think we're going to come out with a victory. I think, like Devin said, they're going to take a shower, they're going to wash it off, and we're going to come out and get three points next week. Well, there's really not another choice. Uh, we'll be back here next week in the Heineken MVP Club before we move to uh, a more public location that we're still working on. Uh, we, we've got uh, some exciting things uh, later this season here on uh, Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast. I'm thinking next week uh, will we'll be much more celebratory. I, I expect <laughs> DC United to get a win, knowing not a whole lot about Inter-Miami, but um, well, we'll just call that my optimism uh, about this season. So thanks so much for listening to our first episode. Again, please interact with us throughout the week. Follow us on at Tried and True DCU uh, on both the Twitter and the Instagram or using the hashtag Tried and True DCU. And if you know anyone or you would like to advertise uh, on our podcast, please shoot us an email at tried and true at excuse me, tried and true DCU at gmail.com. Um, we'd like to get you on the air, but we will talk at you super soon uh, for today for Joshua and Sam. It's a 2-1 loss to start the season, but we can only go up from here. This has been Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast, live from the Heineken Club here at Audi Field. <laughs>